Welcome to After Hours with Dr. Sigalov, where he can share ideas and thoughts with you. He gets to the heart of the issue so that you can find the truth. The views and opinions expressed are his and do not represent the U.S. Army, DOD, nor the U.S. government. Dr. Sigalov was either off-duty or on approved leave, and Dr. Sigalov was not in uniform at the time of recording. Now, to Dr. Sigalov. Well, thank you for joining me today, this evening. So today I got a bit of an ultimatum. I was told that my religious accommodation request was, the appeal was was denied. And so now uh, they kind of slammed me with this couple of papers here. They said that, um, oh, good news, Novavax is in, we have Novavax. You can go ahead and you can get that to fulfill your obligation to get this. But, but sir, I said, sir, Novavax is EUA. I have to volunteer to take EUA. You can't give me a legal order to take EUA. That would not be legal. That would be coercion to enter into a science experiment that I refuse to enter into. Now, let me get this, let me make this very clear that even if it was a legal order, even if it was a legal order to to take the shot, but I can't disobey a direct order if I don't have an order that I can comply with. And so I was told that, yeah, now, you know, I have to worry about fetal cells being used in the vaccine because, because we have Novavax. We have this wonderful drug called Novavax. Well, you know what? My religious accommodation didn't only talk about fetal cells being used. That was part of it. But my religious accommodation included that the Lord has made my immune system adequate. And I know this because I survived COVID and had mild illness the first time, and I haven't had it since. But it's illegal. It's illegal to tell me to, to take a EUA drug. It's not a lawful order. The only lawful order is if they actually had comerity, which doesn't exist. We have seen no evidence that exists. Please go look at my episode where I talk to Chad. And he called, you know, Chad is in the Coast Guard, and he called uh, Pfizer. And they said that it was made in France. Therefore, not a approved site. It would have to be in Belgium. It would be produced in Belgium to be an FDA-approved site, to be able to be an FDA-approved product. So it's it's under CMA, which is the European version of emergency use authorization. And y- you can't make me take it. And, and also, this, this is great because I have this paper here. And I, I told the person counseling, I said, you know, I circled it and I said, look, this says safe and effective. That's a false statement. We know it's not safe nor effective. Ineffective isn't even the word that we should be looking for. We should be using the word efficacious. Efficacious means it does what it's supposed to do, meaning what we expect it to do is you and I expect it to stop disease. It doesn't do that. It also says in here that it reduces, that the COVID-19 vaccines reduce the risk of people spreading the virus that causes COVID-19. Well, that's just not true. And then um, I said, well, I, I want to I wanna apply for a medical exemption because I, as some of you may know, I recently had heart surgery. So I'm actually in a study, meaning I'm in a medical study, meaning that I'm not allowed to to enter into these. And that may be an avenue I'm going to approach a little bit more here. So I had a new experimental way of closing that top portion of my heart. And The reason we had that closed was because it could 
um, allow clots to go across, go straight to my brain, cause a stroke. They actually found two transient ischemic attacks on an EEG that happened in real time. They saw them happen. And so I'm in this medical study. And so they, they get a doctor on the phone, um, this doctor who, you know, is a year older than me, you would think would be slightly more experienced. But she's like, well, you know, unless a cardiologist says, well, they're not going to say it because they're going to think the same way you do. And she said, well, since it's not an approved reason per the CDC guidance. And I said, wait a second. CDC is not binding. Guidance is not binding. I think that's one of the problems that most of the people in this world need to understand is guidance is this is what we suggest. Policy and law are different. CDC does not set law nor policy. They have guidance. Guidance that can be overridden very easily. In fact, the physician who sees the patient is the one who writes the medical exemptions. But she had nothing to do with that. She did not want to write a medical exemption. I'm currently taking two medications that keep me from making clots. And she's like, well, you know, I, I don't want to take that risk. And I asked her, when in, in medicine have we ever deferred to make people take or to coerce people to take an experimental medication and that's safer? No. We defer experimental medications because they're not safer. They're by definition unknown. And we know it's not safe. Look at the DMED data. Simple. Destruction of most of the military force. So, what else? Yeah, so I got to talk to the healthcare provider. And then they said, oh, and you can watch this video. If you checked out episode one of my podcast, you'll hear the same video. I'm going to do a repeat of that. Um, actually, that's in the plans for the future, is to go back and repeat episode one. The reason is because I was speculating then. I can now go back and comment on all of those doctors talking, and it's not speculation anymore. They jumped so far ahead of this thing and said, oh, well, this is this, and this is that, and this is this. This is safe, and you'll be able to get pregnant, and you won't have any problems with breastfeeding. Well, that's all a lie. And we know it's a lie because in... January of 21, Pfizer had all this information. They kept it to themselves. They were forced to release it. And I think it was like in April, April 1st of 22. And that's when we discovered the spontaneous abortion rate or the pregnancy loss rate, the problems with infants being breastfed and their mothers getting this. But let's listen to their speculation, how it should be okay. Don't worry, that episode is going to be coming up soon. Also, where I'm going to have lots of doctors talking little clips of videos of lots of doctors talking about how wonderful the vaccine is how how the disease is so much worse than any possible side effect could ever be and so i just want to fear monger fear monger fear monger you into getting this oh and also don't forget we need to scare the children and make sure the children are terrified of killing grandma and grandpa so that we coerce the parents into getting the shot and coerce the parents into getting the kids to get the shot because it's all fear mongering There's a hospital that I actually used to work in that would not allow children who weren't being seen at the time into the building because they didn't have an approved vaccine for them yet. Or an auth there is no approved vaccine. There is no authorized, emergency use authorized vaccine for them. And they said, well, we don't want them in the building because they could make our other patients sick. Do you know how disgusting and horrible that is to, to, for some child to grow up knowing, I may have killed you know, someone's grandparent, or I may have killed my own grandparent. 
but that's that's the fear tactic they're using that's what they want to do so let's let's quickly look at uh this is fact sheets for recipients and caregivers it's this is an interesting thing here so it has no ingredient list on it okay so here are some of the risks of getting the novavax difficulty breathing swelling of your face and throat sure i mean everybody can get anaphylaxis uh, a fast heartbeat Hmm, I wonder what's causing that, if there's some inflammation around the heart area that could be causing the fast heartbeat. A bad rash all over your body. Now, do they mean rash? Like a blanchable rash, because that's what a rash is? Or do they mean more like petechia? A little pinpoint bruising or purpura, larger bruising, and it's bleeding under the skin. It says that uh, myocarditis and pericarditis have occurred. Oh, Interesting. You remember those people who were saying that, oh, maybe it's the spike protein that's causing the pericarditis and the myocarditis? Maybe they're right because this doesn't have mRNA in it. Shortness of breath. Feelings of having a fast beating, fluttering, or heart pounding. Hmm, sounds great. Side effects that have been report reported in the clinical trials in Novavax COVID-19 vaccine include myocarditis, pericarditis, injection site reactions, general side effects of... Uh, Fatigue, unwell feeling, muscle pains, headache, joint pain, vomiting, fevers, decreased appetite. You know, all the stuff of autoimmune disorders, your immune system going haywire. It's good stuff. Allergic reactions such as hives, swelling of the face, swollen lymph nodes. Uh, some of the more severe post-authorization reactions that they discovered. So this is after they approved it. After they, well, not approved. It's not approved. After they authorized it, they discovered, hey, some people are having myocarditis. Some people are having severe reactions. Some are having paresthesias which is kind of like a creepy crawly feeling all under your skin, like there's bugs crawling. That's fun. Uh, hypostesia, so decreased feeling in your skin. This is uh, this is good stuff here. Um, but this is the better one. This is the one that doesn't, you know, have mRNA in it. It doesn't really matter because remember what my theory is, is that it's not the mRNA that's the problem. In fact, I was speaking with someone the other day, and they think that possibly, and this is a theory, that we might not even have the capacity to do CRISPR technology to change the genes. And that's not what this is about. You remember my bio warfare series? I encourage you to go back and listen to the first one if you haven't, because it's critically important for this next part. Because all of this hinges on that. Let me pull up something. So each dose of the Novavax COVID-19 uh, vaccine uh, adjuncted also contains the following ingredients cholesterol huh well they don't really tell us much about the cholesterol they don't tell us what it is or the actual name of it phosphodiestercholine uh, potassium dihydride phosphate uh, let's see potassium chloride disodium hydrogen phosphate dihydrate disodium hydrogen phosphate dihepatohydrate uh, sodium dihydrogen phosphate monohydrate sodium chloride polysorbate 80 that's good and then some water um but the, what concerns me is if you remember the way they describe all the lipid nanoparticles they call it oh, a little ball of fat a little cholesterol oh sorry i forgot to mention the most important part yeah matrix m adjuvant yeah matrix n um i believe if you go back and listen to the episode i did with Dr. Lee Merritt, she talks about Matrix M. So why are they pushing so hard to get these in us? It says on this counseling form that I was given that 
it's safe and effect it's safe and effective. Well, that that's a lie. That's that's a false official statement that needs to be corrected. And it's right here. It's it's right here. False official statement. And then it also says in here that it um, these reduce the risk of spreading the disease. Well, that's also a false official statement. And so when I spoke with the the doc, she said, "Oh well, you know, you could get COVID." I said, "I've already had it. I have natural immunity." Oh well, you could get it again. Well, excuse me, ma'am. The people that tend to get it the most repeatedly are people that have been vaxxed. Prove me wrong. And she kept talking in circles, and I said, okay, well, are you going to give me a medical exemption, a temporary medical exemption for 365 days or less? Because I will be out of the military within, and June, by June of 23, my obligation will be done. done. So less than a year. No, she won't give it. Okay, good, grand, thanks. Just remember, all you doctors out there unwilling to give medical exemptions that allow patients to, to have sovereignty over their body, you will have to answer for these someday. Hopefully at Nuremberg. And if, if you're found blameless, then good. I'm very happy. But I have many, I know many people that have been injured by these. And we need actual justice, not vigilante justice. We don't need violence. We don't need any of that. We need actual go to the courts and have justice. I have too many friends that have been hurt because they've been coerced into taking these. And it's very upsetting. And if you go back and listen to my Biowarfare series episode, uh, I believe it's 33, the first part of it, why are they pushing so hard to get these? Why are they pushing? Why are they pushing? Especially when the CDC just recently put out that the vax and unvax, there's no difference in recommendations. So why, why are they still pushing? Why do they need to have this bioweapon put into us? I don't know. I'd like to know, but I don't know. So I was told I was given a couple options. You know, get the shot in seven days. Yeah. Hell no. Never. Ever. Will I get any any shot ever again? Period. In a statement. That's it. I'm done. I don't trust anyone in the medical community, and I encourage you not to trust anyone else either. Even the old shots that have been around for a while. Go back and do your history. Look into... Um, a pandemic of 1918. Look at who died. Look at who got influenza. It's an interesting thing. Only the people that got the vaccine for the influenza. Hmm. Seen a pattern here. At first it was only the military. And then they, the military sold those vials and those, those lots to the civilian market to help protect them. Then they started getting sick and dying. Interesting. Kind of makes you wonder if a virus is even real. You know, as they say, viruses always intrigue me. It's not alive, it's not dead, but how does it go into your cell, take over, and and do stuff? Which brings me to another interesting thing. You know, if, if you take the DNA, or you take DNA or RNA, and you inject it into someone, and it goes into their cell, and it takes over their cell, and it makes them make a protein, wouldn't that be a man-made virus that you just developed? Hmm. So wouldn't we call Moderna and Pfizer and J&J man-made viruses because they go in? They're, they certainly are genetic therapy. They go into the cytosol and they get replicated. But how is that different than a virus? That's exactly what a virus does. Like precisely 
what a virus does. Okay. But yeah, in this ingredient list, they say cholesterol. That's what DSPC and DSPE are often called in Pfizer and Moderna. They just call them cholesterol. I'm telling you, it's all about this bioweapon. It's all about getting this bioweapon into people. All right. So you may see a new background. Um, this is just kind of for funsies. Uh, this is the pandemic rip, reprimando. Sorry, everything's backwards here. The pandemic repr, uh, reprimando. This is for anyone that's been in the military or even a civilian that's had to uh, undergo reprimand, the reprimanded ranks due to COVID. Stand firm, stand strong. You know, we are in a furnace. It's a purifying furnace. And we don't stand alone. We stand with God. And one more thing before I go. I wanted to mention this because I, I think people have forgotten this. They're like, oh, well, I need to come up with some excuse as to why I can't take, you know, Novavax because, because they say it doesn't have fetal cells used in development of it. Okay, well, that's good if it doesn't. I don't think that's true. We don't know. Um, does it have other bad stuff in it? Likely. But l let me present it to you this way. Do you ever ask permission or come up with excuses as to why you need to speak? Or why you need to go to church? Or why you need to, um, or your, your ability to pet petition the government for redress of grievances? No? Okay. Do you ever come up with excuses as to why you need the ability to own a firearm? Or just go buy one if you want one, if you're able to. Or... Do you ever have to come up with excuses? Oh, well, you you can't put those quarter, you can't quarter any any soldiers in my house. It's not a time of war. No, but but this is why, because I, I just, I don't have enough money to buy food for them. No, you don't have to justify that. What about being secure in your person, in your house, in your papers, your personal effects? Do you ever have to justify that? Well, yeah, maybe we do. We're not supposed to. Fifth Amendment, do you ever have to justify why you don't have to answer, you know, questions asked to you of if in relation to heinous crimes? No. You know why? Because those are your rights. It's your right. You don't need to justify your right. That's the beautiful thing about your right is it's a God-given right for you to do those things. Just as it's a God-given right for you not to enter into any experiment that you don't want to. If it's EUA, which there's nothing else available right now than emergency use authorized products, it's your right to say no. It's your legal right. And they can't coerce you because that would be illegal. I mean, obviously, I don't care about legality. Because I was telling the guy who was, telling, who was doing this, I was telling him, look, it, there, I can't comply. I wrote, I can't comply one, two, three, four, five, six times. I wrote, I cannot comply with this order six times. But they don't care. But there is no justification that you have to give. If you don't want to do it, you don't do it. Just remember that. You have a right. Also, if you keep wearing a mask, this will never end. Now is the time to fight the mask issue. I'm not wearing a mask ever again. It doesn't do anything. An N95 can only stop a particle that's 0.3 microns and larger. So 0.3. COVID virus is 0.15 microns, half the size than an N95 can stop. 
And there's other things about N95s, like the way they work is they have to have a slight negative charge to them, which means the moment that they get wet from wearing it for an extended period of time from your breath, it's no better than a surgical mask. Yeah, I heard about that from a guy who was an engineer giving a lecture. He was pro-mask and everything he said was like anti-mask. He talked about how if you have a particle that's like five, you know, I think it was like 500 microns and you drop it from five feet, it hits the ground in five seconds. If you have a 0.5 micron droplet and you drop it from five feet, it takes, he said more than 72 hours to hit the ground. So basically it's never going to hit the ground, especially the, vart the, especially the viral particle is going to whiz right through an N95, never going to hit the ground, doesn't do a thing. So why would you wear something that's only going to be detrimental to you? Don't do it. The sooner we all stop doing these stupid things they want us to do, like wear a mask, wear two masks, wear three masks, wear four, get a, get a shot, get another shot, get another shot, get another shot. Once we stop doing that, that's when this ends. Not before, not a moment before. And it's going to be hard. It's going to be tough. And you're going to enter that refining fire. Hold the course. That's why you were put here. Don't leave any battles for your children that you should have won because they won't have the ability to fight that and they'll have no chance. Just a reminder for everyone out there, duty uniform of the day, the full armor of God. Let's all make courage more contagious than fear.